gotta call somebody. I'm back, baby. What? 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 Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity. What's happening, everybody? It's your man Stefan G, and you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. I committed a cardinal sin in radio between me and Mike. Do you know what I just did? Of course I don't. <laughs> I failed to turn on my own microphone. Oh. And I work I, in radio. Mm. That's a big <laughs> no-no. I don't mind turning on the host. For somebody who works in radio. I don't mind turning on the host microphones, but Stefan tells me not to. I know. He tells me don't. I, t- know I can better. turn on my own mic. So did anyone hear anything you just said? Yeah, they did. Oh. I turned it on just in time. Just in time. I'm the producer. Because he's good like that. Man. He Fonzie, saw me coming. Fonzie, he needs a raise. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll double this out. Yes. We'll Yay. double this out. <laughs> See? Just that easy. Yep. So, welcome back, Kim. What's up? Like, you just abandoned us. Did I? Yeah. Are you sure about Like, that? we cheated on you. No. Yes. Absolutely not. You sure did. Me and Mike were stuck in here by ourselves. No. Everybody was like, where's Kim at? What happened to Kim? Is she ever coming back? They must have done something. I don't even think anybody listened. <laughs> I don't think they did either. I don't think because the they knew she shows, wasn't on. Last out. two shows are just like we're not even going to listen. Yeah, get they were out. like as soon as we were like Kim's not here today, they were like click. You might be onto something because lots of people did ask me like, "What's up? What's going on?" See, and I was like, I bet you you ask them, they didn't listen to half I was the show. Like you know, he got all Trumpish on me, like fired <laughs> me, got got rid of me. So, but it's well, good to have. That was you like back. the biggest insult. This I know, right? right? They're calling <laughs> him. Dare Trump. you call me Trump? It's messed up. So yeah. where you been? I've been here. Really? Been around. <laughs> no, I've been really busy with life and handling some affairs and squaring away some of my blessings that God has blessed me with. So getting all things in order. So, that's so we got them. We good now? We're just about good. Okay. You know. All right. You know. So today we are going to have an interesting conversation. Are we? Yes. Because we have a topic that Mike and I don't really know what the topic is yet. Kim came in with an idea. She told us about it. We couldn't quite figure it out. No. But we we agreed to go with it anyway. Basically, all we're going to do is tell you to say, we're just going to go, go. <laughs> and you're going to do the show. That's and not we'll, what we agreed. We'll, we'll comment as you go. That's not what we agreed to, guys. And go. No. <laughs> anyway, today we are talking about, uh, I guess you could call it acceptance or you could call it um, judgment or, you know, there's a couple of different avenues that we're, we are fitting into this uh, show. So you'll find out what it's about when we title it and put it up on the website. Then you'll know because we haven't figured it out yet. But the concept of today's show and the idea of today's show is being able to love someone who is in sin without I get basically without direct referencing the sin, like having someone who is sinful and in sin and being able to be there with them where they are and just love them. Nothing else. Just love them. Right. Right. I can't do it. <laughs> no. I, 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not the easiest thing in the world to get done. You know, when you think about, especially for Christians today, just love. We are able to love and this and that and the other. We add a couple of things to love. But to just love and nothing else and love only, we don't do that a lot. Right. But you had an experience. I did. And I know you can't give us the entire experience, but tell us what you can about the experience. Oh, uh, cue the music for tears. <laughs> Man, you, gotta, you guys got to give me some warning on this. Yeah, well, I had an experience this weekend, and I, I like to say that things that happen in life are assignments day by day that there is an assignment that we have and there it is as I was driving <laughs> sorry I <laughs> she love it. it I love it yes <laughs> so perfect yes awesome 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 well this weekend I went home and I went home for several different reasons that I thought of that I was aware that I was going home for but clearly God had some assignments for me other than the ones that were on my to-do list and um while I was home I went to just see two two individuals spend time with them and let that be that um for the last 2 years I am going to try my best not to cry for the last two years, and this is the first time the guys are actually hearing this. For the last two years, my brother, I have four brothers. One lives, you know, in Georgia. One lives in San Antonio, another in Georgia, and one down south. So on my way home, I went to visit my cousin and my aunt. Boy, this is tough to share with everybody. So I went to go visit my cousin and my aunt, and I spent some time with my cousin, and Things were great. Things were fine. And I went with the sole purpose of, you know, just investing in that relationship. After that, um, I decided to go visit my aunt and um, stopped by to see my aunt. And my uncle told me that my aunt was down at the laundromat. Well, here I am in my car and I'm on my way to the laundromat. Let me tell you, when I first arrived down south, I got off the ramp and there was this homeless man there with a sign. And I'm always moved usually to give to them. So I read his sign or whatever. I looked him over. And I had some thoughts about him. You know, as I'm sure some people usually do. I can't say all people. But I had my thoughts like, hmm, if I give him something, what is this guy going to do with it? And all of those things. Like, does he really, the sign said that, uh, need money, embarrassed to ask. And in my head, I was thinking, like, you're not really that embarrassed. Like, you're standing <laughs> here with a sign. And I was like, but is it about that? Like, can you just can you just give? And so I made the decision. I reached in my wallet and I gave him, you know, I rolled down my window and handed him the dollar or whatever. And I always give with the intention of hoping that someone gives to my loved ones mm -hmm. if they should ever need it that is always my thought every time i give to anyone it's not really about me receiving the reward it's about someone else who may need it in my family and or in my in my life so as i'm driving now to go visit my aunt at the laundromat 
as I come down the street, I'm in my old neighborhood, and I, I'm driving, and I see this homeless man sitting on the side of the street. And um, I see him, and I keep going, and I'm just about to hook a right up into the laundromat. I knew this was going to happen. And um, it dawns on me as I make this right turn into this laundromat, before I can make it, I put my car in park, and I realized that I think I know this homeless guy. Mm-hmm. So I stopped my car in the middle of the street, I park it, and I walk over to get a closer look at this homeless guy. And when I look, it's my brother. Oh, wow. It's my brother that lives in San Antonio, who I haven't seen in two years. So I am in this moment like yeah that's that's stunned and shocked and i I everything there is just i don't even know what type of emotions that i was dealing with at that moment and i see my brother and i'm having all these thoughts you know i'm taking it all in there's my brother's in these oversized clothes they're filthy they're they're um they're not clean they're stained he's in these shoes that i can clearly tell on his shoe size his pants He's while he's sitting on the ground, I can tell that these pants are so oversized that when he stands up, they're not gonna stay on his waist. My brother's like a thirty. <laughs> these pants are not going to fit him. And um I I call his name and I and he is so drunk that he just stares at me. And I say to him again, you know, hey, you know, I call my brother's name again and he's like, you know, you know, he calls me by my family name, and he's like, are you really here? And I said, yes. But in this moment, there were a lot of thoughts. And I said, you know, you know, I said to my my aunt came to the end of the sidewalk, and she's there spewing, like, her judgments of, you were supposed to be this. You know, we didn't raise you like this. Why are you mm-hmm. out here on the street? And she's like, oh, so you see him. And, you know, he told us he was in texas and he's not there and i just you know so now there's a bit of a crowd coming around and i was like that's that's not what we need right now we don't need that and so i and then i in my own little way i started doing the same thing i'm like you know your clothes don't fit you know Mm -hmm. you know do you have any other things that you should wear he's like oh you know i'll be all right he's kind of coherent and then he's kind of not right and so what ends up happening in that moment when I'm saying all these things like we got to get you some clothes or whatnot. And God just dealt with me at that moment. And he was like, those are your standards of who he should be in this moment. Right. And he, he just dared me. And I don't, I don't know if dared is the correct word, but he was like, can you love him like this? And Oh my gosh. There's a scripture that I thought of at that time. I think it was Hosea. And um, I remember thinking, of course I can, God. I can. Like, I can and I will. And he said, if you, if you depart from him today, if, he were, if, if you were to leave here and he was to leave this earth, would, is that what you want your last words to be to him? How his pants should look, what right. his dress should look, what his shirt should look like. You know, what what would you want to have? What what would you what will you be wishing you had done? And I said, God, my wish would be with that. What would be that? I loved him a little bit more that I showed him the love of Christ. And at that moment, 
in it, it was like the scent of urine just just increased and i was like <laughs> and i just sat down so yeah. here i am in this where there's some basers as we call them down south there's yeah. some drug dealers here my brother is in the midst of them and uh, there were so many things that happened on this day, but I sat there for hours mm-hmm. on the street, on the sidewalk, in my clean clothes, with my cute shoes, with my cute hair, with my cute lipstick. And it wasn't about any of the, anything, any of that. What it was about was loving someone in the middle of this place that, that the enemy had trapped them in. That's right. what it was about. And, I had to come to terms and accept a lot of things that I wasn't expecting to accept at that time. And so that's how we ended up here today talking about this topic. And um, it was amazing because it began, it really began to minister to the individuals around who were familiar with this guy to them, who was just a homeless man, but to me has a story. Right. And it made me think of the homeless man that I had seen earlier who had this sign that said he was embarrassed. And I was like, he has a story. And everyone that's in a space has a story. And how do we love them and remember that they have a story? So, You know, I think it's interesting that you you got a firsthand introduction to the word brother Mm. on that day. And one of the things that kind of stood out while you were telling me that story is you were challenged to treat, like you said, this person that everybody sees is just another homeless man. But to you, he's your brother, you know, and how effective we as Christians could be if every person we saw, we treated like you treated your brother that day. Right. Because God calls us to call each other brother and sister, you know, and what a difference in this world we could make as not... I don't even take Christian off of it as humans, right. as people, hell, as Americans, if we would take the time to treat each other like brother, regardless of what you are in, regardless, I love, I wrote it down, I love what you said when you said, loving someone in the place that the enemy has trapped them, you know, how many of us at some point in time of our lives have been in a trap of the enemy, have right. been in the snare of the enemy? The Bible tells us that he goes to and fro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Looking for whom he can devour. And many of us are in that trap, you know, squirming, trying to get our feet, our leg loose in that mouse trap, as the enemy is, is on his way to try to devour us. And the I think the thing that really impacts me the most about it is when I think about the people who are in that trap, the people who are in that space regardless of what the reason is, whether it's homelessness or abuse or drug abuse or or um, just situationships. Right. You know what I mean? That nine times out of ten, the only thing they're looking for when they're in that space is love. Like that's the main thing. If their heart could scream out what it desires as opposed to what their uh, – addiction desires or what their mind desires or what the standards of life that people have put on them make them want to desire. Mm -hmm. If their heart could scream out a desire, it would be love me. Mm -hmm. And I think you got an opportunity to really get a firsthand introduction to that. Like none of us 
get like very few of us get that opportunity. You know what I mean? Some of us will get that opportunity with people when they're on their deathbed or somebody like that. You know, our cousin or our mother or somebody's dying and, you know, we can say, you know, God, if only I got the chance to love him just a little bit more. But you got an opportunity to really kind of let that sit, you know, and have that moment. And not only to have the moment, but then to go back afterwards and allow that moment to challenge you. Right. And I think that's as as heartbreaking as I'm sure it was. It was absolutely beautiful. It was. You know? So, Moment of Clarity, we'll be back in a little bit. We're going to definitely break down this entire story that Kim has given us because she has given us her heart, and I really appreciate her doing that. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back in a second. Moment of Clarity, Stefan G. Catch you guys in a bit. Jesus on my side so I can't lose. Hugging bullskin because I know it's only by grace through faith that I'm standing in my van shoes. Yeah, and you know how we does Moment of Clarity, Stefan G, and we're talking about, I guess, outside of everything else, we're talking about love, um, and Kim has shared with us an experience that she had while she was gone, and we were just kind of talking about how that, like I say, as heartbreaking as that is, that's an amazing, amazing experience um, for, for a couple of reasons in my mind. Not only did you get the opportunity to have that, you know, life lesson about love from Christ and, you know, develop yourself better and all that kind of stuff. But you got the chance to see your brother and know, you know what I mean? And I think that in itself, even though seeing him like that, I'm sure, you know, tore at your heart, you would much rather know than not know. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's amazing. Yeah. But. I definitely think so too. I think, um, it it was beautiful to me it when in that space when it's happening and i let go of all my standards and my expectations and um these ideas of who i believe he should be and yes. what he should be doing at that moment all it all it was about was two individuals were having a conversation now i'm not even sure when i was speaking if i shared that you know my brother is an alcoholic he was drunk so he made sense at sometimes and sometimes he didn't but regardless of whether or not he was making sense i was still very much in, engaged in the conversation that's amazing um that's amazing and, and i say it's amazing because i think about who else we could be doing that with four two you know what i mean like how often have how often have we all Christians across this country had those opportunities and shunned them because of a standard that we put up on somebody else's behalf or a standard that we put up on ourselves or just some misconceived notion that we had or just some snobbiness, you right. know, period. You know, just I ain't gonna lie. Some of us is just stuck up. You know, oh, we're not giving a dollar because he ain't going to do nothing but drink it away. Well, that's not for you to decide. Right. I'm not sitting on this sidewalk because I don't know how many people have peed here. My brother yeah. started, like, if you've ever been around someone drunk, they just start doing strange things. Yeah, like, did. my brother started dancing. So, guess what? I started dancing with him. It didn't make any sense. Wow. But if this what you want to do, if, if this, if 
I don't, I, if that's what you want to do, I'm going to, I'm going to meet you right there. Like I stopped, I said, I love you. And, and in that moment, he, it was like, he wasn't drunk because he was like, I know you love me. And he's like, you're here. That wow. just almost tore. I know that beat you right in the face I when he said like, that. <laughs> but he did something that, you know, he had two cans of beers in his hand and, um, he did something that just really made me question my own Christianity was um, he asked, could we go see my little brother? And so I said, sure. So, you know, there was a moment where he got in the car and there was a, t- you know, walking to the car. I was like, you know, my brother has, you know, he stinks. He's in these clothes. And mm-hmm. I said, girl, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, this may be the last time you never know what could yeah. happen. So he got in the car. He refused to put his beers in the, in the cup holders because he wanted to hold his beers. That's just how <laughs> drunk he was. And I was like, okay. Um, he was so drunk that he couldn't, I, I'm just trying to paint the picture to get you to understand that he was in and out. Yeah. So he couldn't open the door for himself. So I helped him. I helped him open the door. I helped him into the car. He, he couldn't even remember that I knew how to drive. Like that's like how in and out he was and how drunk he was. So, we went to go see my little brother, and so my little brother is sharing, you know, his current situation with his health, and he's talking about the challenge, challenges that he's faced with with his health and his inability to work as often as he previously was because of his health right. and now care for his children. And um, like I said, my brother was, his pants were falling down. Like, he was in, a, like, a 42, a size 42 pants with this it was just ridiculous and they were so filthy and covered in wetness with dirt and mud. Like it was, I don't even know like whose clothes these were. So as my, my brother is drunk and he's leaned over in my vehicle, my other brother is standing outside of the vehicle and he's having the conversation and he's just saying, you know, like it's hard, you know, because I'm asking him, is he, taking his medication is he doing these things i'm being a big sister in this moment and um my little brother is saying you know like you know so i'm not making the money that i used to make a hundred balled up ones came out of my brother's pocket and he gave it to my little brother oh wow and i just was thinking like here somebody is in such a low place yeah and he thinks enough like he thinks enough to give to someone. And here we are every day in our quote unquote right mind. Yeah. And we and and, and we have to be coerced into giving yeah. sometimes. We have, we to, have be to talked be, up and right. preached up and, and, and all kinds of stuff into giving. And I just God just that in itself ministered to me and at that point I really couldn't keep it together because I was like you know, you can think someone is so far gone and you can think someone is so far away from God because of what they're engaged in. But at the core, the word is still in there. Yeah. And I saw that gesture. I saw that word in action through that gesture. And it just that it was just powerful to me to know that in spite of the plot and the scheme and the wiles of the enemy, that my brother would dare to give in in spite of all of that and yeah. he's not so trapped that he can't he can't he can't move in some arenas yeah. you understand what i'm saying because if anybody has a right to hold on 
to what they have, right. it would be him. Right. But that he would, you know, Ugh. even venture to give. That's that's amazing. And I and see, and I think about, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, how it, this we as Christians don't exercise this kind of fruitfulness, fruit mm-hmm. of the spirit, basically, in our lives. But I also think about like not even with just strangers. We don't even do it with our family members. It's true. You yeah, know, I was saying? thinking the same thing. We don't even do it with the ones that we call our loved ones. We don't do it with our family, our own friends. No, we don't even treat our friends that way anymore. Yeah, we don't treat. I I can't. <laughs> it, I can't think of anybody in my life that I really treat this well as what I've just heard. You know what I mean? From the the two experiences that I've just heard, you know, between you, Kim, sitting with your your brother, and then your brother giving to your little brother the hundred dollars, I don't know anybody that I treat that well. And that that if there is a standard, is where it lies. If and and. It also makes me question if there even should be a standard, you know, because I think about, like you said, your brother who is now homeless and drunk has enough Christ in him to say, as he's listening to your other brother talk about his financial struggle, he has enough Christ in him to give and not give little, give big. A hundred dollars ain't nothing to sneeze at for nobody I know. You know what I mean? And so especially as somebody in his space and in his circumstance and in his state of mind and in his, his, his I'm sure his hurt and his pain, you know, cause I'm sure there's days that he just sits and cries too, you know, but to still be able to show the love of Christ right then and there. Yeah. He, that's, he did that powerful. My, my little brother, you know, took the money and he said, thank you. And, I went inside the house really quick, and my little brother followed me. And I, I ended up being in there maybe about 10 minutes. And when I came back, this and I'm just trying to really let the audience know or the listeners know, you know, what state he was in. I came back out to my car. The car door was left wide open. And I was parked in front of the house. The car door was left wide open, and he had walked off. He had left. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even have enough coherence. Yeah, yeah. to to know close my door. Like <laughs> we're just not in we're not in the best of neighborhoods. Yeah. And when I went back to the laundromat, he was back at the laundromat with two beers. Like, <laughs> like nothing had happened. Like okay, yeah. So it. It's just amazing to me. And, you know, the ride home was a lot of crying and a lot of tears, but it was a lot of like, God, I saw you today and yeah. um, I saw your word in action. And I, I hope, you know, we might look at people in their state and say, you know, we, we don't want to be like that. I, I never want that to be my situation. But at that on that ride home, my prayer was I want to be more like that. I want to. Yeah. I want to be able to to move in your word even when I'm in my lowest. Mm-hmm. Or we even when I appear to be so far away from you, can I hear you so that I do move so that that even this that might be my ticket out of my situation. Yeah. I don't know. That might be the weapon of choice is to give my way out of this situation. I don't know. But um it was just it's powerful to it's just powerful. It's 
I think I, I know for me it it puts into perspective what we as Christians argue about all the time. All of the little pieces and parts of Christianity that we fuss about. All of the, you know, judgment. Oh, you need to judge people. Oh, you don't need to judge people, you know. Or, you know, oh, you know, Christians and gays and gays and Christians or, you know, uh, you know, money and, and Christ and the church and blah, blah, blah. All that stuff that we argue about on a regular basis. It puts into perspective how little it really means when it's all said and done. Because if we aren't, if we aren't exercising this in our lives, right. if we aren't exercising this kind of love in our lives, if we are not loving in spite of, because what you experienced with your brother, the, the, the filth, the dirt that you spoke of, you know, the stench of urine that you spoke of, is what our sin exudes to Christ. Right. You know? That is the same uh, context that our sin is in when it when Christ looks at us, you know. Right. It, the Bible goes on to paint the picture so far as to say that our our righteousness is as filthy rags. It's basically talking about maxi pads, you know. That, really? Yeah. It's it's talking about the rag. Ooh. It's how the it's how the term being on the rag came about. Got it's it. talking about got it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. All I need. <laughs> And so that's how, but that's how filthy our righteousness is. Not even our sin. Our righteousness is just that gross. And then when you encapsulate our sin into that, and all of us are sinful, and many of us continue to be sinful, and then the, the idea that Christ continues to love us, continues to bless us, that he, for, for the three of us sitting here, Blessed us enough to have us being born Americans. You know, that in itself is an uh, immense blessing because we could have been born, you know, some cliff in, you know, Timbuktu somewhere or something. But all of that is just a mirror image of what we are supposed to be doing. You know, when Christ came on the earth and he did the things that he did. And he walked with the sinners and he ate with the sinners and he talked with the sinners and, 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 you know, he didn't pay any attention to the priests. He was in the muck, in the mire, you know, right. spitting in the mud, wipe this on your eyes, you know, like that's the love that we're supposed to emulate and we fall so drastically short, so unbelievably short that I think this story, and I again, thank you so much for sharing it, helps, if only just a little bit, to put it into perspective. Because, of course, we, we don't get the full picture, and we're not supposed to get the full picture. But that's where the faith and the obedience and all that kind of stuff comes from. But it definitely puts it into perspective. Being able to love someone in the place that the enemy has trapped them in, that's, I even think about, like, I even think about my life and the traps that the enemy has had me in over continuous periods of time, the things that I've struggled with regularly over the past 20 some odd years, right? How different I could have been, how much of a difference it would have made 
if someone would just have loved me in that place, right. not loved me to try to get me to change, not loved me to try to make me better, not loved me to try to get me to find Christ, not loved me for any external reason, but just loved me for the sake of loving me, you know, not loved me so that I could grow up, be a better person, get a good job, find a house, none of that stuff, not loved me so that I could, you know, find a good wife or, you know, raise good children, nothing, just because you're my brother. Can I can I tell you um this one thing this makes me thankful for is that we don't have to earn our salvation. Oh yes. Cuz well, I don't know for some reason when you said, you know, we all fall short. This is this this is what we're supposed to be like and you know, none of us really meet that, but it just makes me glad that we don't have to earn our salvation cuz right. we would all be We would never make it. We would never make it. But that Christ Kind of like what you're talking about. You loved us, even though we're like, to in his eyes, we're like where your brother was in a lot right, of ways. Right. And yet he loved us. Yeah. I know it just <laughs> it's just powerful. No, no, yeah. no. It yeah. And yeah. and and the beauty of Christ, and this is something that I've learned. I'm I'm still learning. Like I've on a scale of one to ten, I've I'm at a, like a two. But the beauty of Christ is he's not trying to get us to do anything like he's given us his word but all throughout his word especially in the new testament he's told us over and over again i love you anyway right i understood that this week you know i i really understood it i was like wow like it's never it's nothing that i could do yeah it's nothing that i could do because it was nothing that my brother needed to do in that moment no and so even for the people listening, like when you have those moments, maybe you're talking to Christ, maybe you're not talking to Christ, maybe you are in that trap that we've been talking about, that trap that the enemy has snapped for you, and you're in it, and you, you know, you picked up the cheese, and you took a bite, and snap, got you on the leg. That moment where you're like, Jesus, this is just the way I am, and I don't know what to do about it, and... I don't know. I don't even know if I want to change it. Right. Understand that he still says, I love you. Right. And let him love you through. Yeah. It. Let him love you anyway. Because. The, I, yeah. Yeah. Man. All right, people. Moment of clarity. Stefan G. Catch you guys next week. Seeing my reflection, taking stabs at it. Broken pieces of the mirror in my bathroom. I'm crying for the Holy Spirit now. It has you. His desperation screaming out, release this inner man.